You know, there's a lot in this world, in this society, in this country that's wrong. That's very, very wrong. And before I get too much into this episode, I kind of want <clears throat> to warn you all to follow a suspension of disbelief. If something doesn't sound like it doesn't make any sense or you don't too much believe it, first of all, kudos, because I welcome all differing opinions. Anyone of a different opinion is more than happy to it and more than welcome to it. And I welcome all different opinions because the first thing about being human is you have to realize that not everyone has the same opinion as you do. And if you're kind of like me, you can be wrong and you can be off on a few things. So I'm willing to and happy to admit that. But there are a lot of things that, like I said, that are very, very wrong and kind of backwards with the way things go. And I'm going to start this off by explaining that a while ago, there was this game called Civilization, or Civ, as we called it, Civ 2, that a buddy of mine and I did. And it, you could create your own country and create your own citizens and create your own government and people who would follow you. And there's, there's a game online called Nation Stage, which I got into and lived for a little while, and then I would discourage people getting into it. Because while it does, it is very user-friendly and very supportive, and you can enjoy it and get around it, when you try to submit a question to people, they can be very dismissive. They can be very um, unwilling and unable to answer your questions. You can send a question to a channel that you think it applies to, and they won't answer it. They'll say, you're in the wrong channel, don't submit the question here, submit it in this channel. And they won't, they won't even bother, they won't be nice about it, they won't even bother trying to answer it. You know, it's, it's a short question, you can just say yes or no. And you don't have to make me ask it again. So it, it's, it's kind of what happens when, you know where the Big Bang Theory posed that being a nerd, or nerds are cool? And yes, they are. When Big Bang Theory posed that nerds are cool again. Well, Nation States kind of takes that out of hand. Where kind of nerds think that they're cool and they try to make it popular. They try to become pop the popular kids again just by being nerds. And that gets out of hand. And it doesn't... It just, it comes off, it just comes off as aggravating. So, yes, initially if you want to get... How they construct the game and how the, the issues are presented to you and you have a choice of how to rule on said issue and what, you know, what your decision is going to be. How that's presented to you, that is a great thing. That is a good idea. The basics of Nation State is a good thing. Civ 2, by all means, is a great game. It's a great thing to get into. Sid Meier's Civ 2. And that's a great thing to get into. And anyone who likes nation creation, following your own rules, and setting your own laws, that would be cool. That would be awesome. And you, you get a huge kick out of Civilization 2. Uh, going back to Nation States, it is very... Um, the way they present the issues to you and the way the way laws get created and rules get created is that they present an issue to you and they give you options and how do you want to rule on this issue being presented to you and however you rule creates the formation of a law and that's cool that's that I, that that is great that's what i always looked in in nation creation and nation government formation games i always looked for that kind of thing and that, that is really cool. That is really clever, the way they created that. But like I said earlier, should you have a question, or should you want to present something to someone, they don't handle it in the best way. 
they're not the most diplomatic and creative way of tackling issues and the way of handling things for you. So it could be better. And I left it behind and I've had times thought about going back to trying to re restart and re recreate things again, just to see if it's changed at all. I don't think it has, but just to see if it has. And what's developed from when my buddy and I created, created Civilization 2 and created Nation States games is that when we created our nations, we were able to pretend that we were presidents, dictators, kings, queens, some of our other friends were queens, um, whatever, despots, rulers like that. We were, the one thing I think about created that, we were able to decide according to who we are as people, where we stand, what kind of rules would we create and what kind of things and how would we follow, how would we set up rules to follow for our people. And I'm going to, like I said, this is where I want, you know, suspension of disbelief. For everyone who thinks that this is, this is not who I am, and this is why I've repeatedly joked and said, and perhaps there's a bit of a truth, a bit of truth to the joke, but this is where I've joked and said, this is where you don't want want to want. This is where you don't want me to be a leader or don't want me to be a ruler. Because, like I said, and here's information for people who don't know: the the U.S. People always say democracy is this, democracy is that. People who know and what I've been studying, what I've been taught throughout throughout school, is that the U.S. is not a democracy. It's not a pure democracy, and democracies don't work. And pure democracies don't work. Evidence of that is ancient Greece. What the U.S. is, is a representative republic. And it's, it kind of veers a little bit towards, it's a good thing it's that, but we won't get too much into that, like I said, because this, this is, podcast is not about politics. And I'm not adept at that, and I'm, good, I'm not good at that. But you'd find out through the creation of Civil Civ II and Nation States and other games that allow you to do that, you find out what kind of a leader would you would be, and I would be a very republic. I would be very much a democratic and very republic leader, but I would also have my. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be tyrannical, but I would have my. I guess people could argue there's there's tyrannical or tyranny things, because as the, as a nation is being created in those games. You go through the states of the formation of a government. You go through being a despotism. You go through tyranny. You go through a monarchy to a republic to a democracy. And maybe back to a republic or however you choose to follow. But as I was progressing through, I, you, I found out what kind of a leader we would be. And like I said, I would be a very democratic person, a very democracy, a democratic leader. I would be, instinctively, I would be more of a republic. And the way my country became became known to be is very much of a, what we called a monarchical republic. It was it was a, a, a representative monarchy or a representative monarchical republic. It was a, a, repre a, a republic that was represented, that the people and everyone was represented in, that was ruled over by a monarchy. And because it always struck me in the creation of a government that a power should be more centralized. Not, not the decisions and the overall 
things are being set forth of the government should be centralized, but the power should be more centralized and not be as vague. The the creation of rules and law shouldn't be as vague and left over to left open to interpretation. They should be, but not as much as they are, because you can tend to, when you do that, you can tend to leave things that are leave, when you set things that are open to interpretation. You can tend you can leave things open to wrong interpretation or unjust or ineffective, tyrannical interpretation. And while certain things are good to be left open to interpretation, certain things shouldn't be. Like there should be, there should be rules and laws that are cut and dry and very clear as to what they mean. Like if you create a rule, if you create a law, you should be pretty clear as to what you mean by it. Um, there were, so, so the way things that were set up was there was the constitution that I had written that I had set forth and then established was there was there like it like it currently exists in the US there is a freedom of speech freedom of speech freedom, it was actually was called freedom of expression and the freedom of expression means covers everything from press speech literature broadcasting TV broadcasting meant TV radio podcasts streaming everything that's what that covered so freedom of expression covered speech written word spoken word broadcasting it covered everything and and that that law meant that you have the right to express yourself and to say whatever you want to and about anyone anyone even the government you can express that in anything you see fit in any way you see fit so long as it doesn't infringe upon someone else's right to do the same you can you can stand and it's like protesting today you can stand out on any street corner anywhere and protest anything you want and say whatever you whatever you want as long as you're not infringing upon someone else's right to do the same thing as you are as long as you're not well to borrow a thing from actual life bashing in storefronts setting cars on fire and setting buildings on fire as long as you're not doing that, as long as you're not breaking the law, then you have the right to protest however you see fit. And the freedom of expression was that. You can express yourselves and you can express your pleasure or displeasure or whatever thing with anything, with other people, with the press, with the government, with anything. And as long as it doesn't infringe on anyone else's right to do the same thing, you have, you have, any, you have all God-given right to do that. And the government will fiercely fight that and protect that. So you have the right to do that. Um, another thing the Constitution stated in its preamble before these articles were set down was that no one in the country is above what's written in this document. No one in the country is above it. This, the words written in this document, the amendments, the, the rules, the laws, everything written in this document is above everyone else. Everything written in this document is the end all and be all of laws in this country. There is nothing that supersedes it. And no, nothing, no one, no, no one, including the ruling, including the ruling people, including the ruling government, including the ruling branches, 
the ruling monarchy, the ruling president, the ruling whatever. Nothing supersedes this document. And this is the end all and be all of it. And then it went on to say things like, but it went on to connect other things to freedom of expression. It went to the right, uh, there, was, there was an amendment, not amendment, there was an article called the, the Equality Argument, uh, Article that everyone in this country is equal. That's how everyone, everyone, every citizen within our borders or admitted to our borders is considered equal. Everyone is. And everyone is, is to be treated with the same rights and privileges granted to the person sitting next to them. And every single person in this country is, cre is created equal. And that is an article in the Constitution that, that states that. And whether it, it, none of it, none of it, none of anything else matters. You, just by being, just by being born in this country or just by immigrating to this country and becoming a citizen, you are equal. Under the equality article in the Constitution, you are equal. And you are, you are to be treated the same way. And to, to be treated as equal. Any abridgment of any adjustment or abridgment of that law is considered, is, is considered treason. An act of treason. Or a violation of civil rights. And the person violating the civil rights will be either jailed or... Or if it's a business, the business will be fined. And that's sad to say, in the progression of my nation through the nation states, and it's sad to say that actually did happen, where a business in one of the cities in my nation did, did, did proceed that way, or did act that way. And under the, under the law of the Constitution, under the, under the Equality Act, or the Equality Right, the, the Equality Law, under the, the, act, the act of equality, the business was fined, heavily fined, by the federal government. And the federal government sent people to the, people to the business and said, if you do not comply within this period of time, if you do not comply, you will be shut down. And you will be shut down under this, under, under this order, under under this order, by this by this act of law, by this act, by the act of equality, you will be shut down. And the business complied. Obviously, the business complied, and they offered to give that that person their job back. And the federal government came in and said, "This is what happened. You're, we 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 were alerted to, and we were aware that." The business violated the act of equality, the law, the act of equality, and they are offering you your job back. If you do not want your job back, we will provide another job for you. We will give you another job and we'll make sure the business pays you for, for how they behaved during your tenure there when they tried to force you out. And that's, that's the kind of things I, that's the kind of things that that happened when I set up the Act of Equality or the Equality Act, as far as they included in the Constitution. You, there are other, there are other rules that are that are you know I, I don't want to 
jump too much into it or tense too much into it because like I just said, it's very tense, very tense subject. Um, this, like I said, this, I welcome differing opinions because that's what makes the, the country run. That's what makes people run and make people work. Um, it's kind of like when the earth breasts flat, what do you do? What do your decisions come to? <laughs> um, so in, I am very, I am very, I'm pro-choice. That's, that's who I am. Um, I am very much, I am very much, it's someone, it's a, it's a person's body. In this case, it's a woman's body, but it's, I'm very much, it's a person's body and they get to choose how they handle it and they should get to choose. Now I realize that with the abortion issue and a lot of issues that come from, that stem from that, that there are a lot of issues that surround it and a lot of debate that surrounds it. But I also realized that, and that, that there's, that there's a living being or there's going to be a live being inside this person and who gets in, it can't choose for itself. So does it, should it, should it have a right to life? Well, it can't, that, that, that's, that's whole, that's my whole debate with things. It can't choose for itself, so someone has to choose for it. Someone has to make decisions for it. And that can be very difficult on the mother or on the father. Because let's not forget people, in every relationship, in every situation, there are two people. There's not just a mother. There's a mother and a mother, a mother and a father, a father and a father. There, <laughs> there are two people in every situation, in every relationship, and there are two people that have to make that decision. And it's the two people's decision on what goes on there that, that's important. That's, that's what matters. That's what the real decision-making, importance part of it is. And yes, the, the being inside mama's belly can't make a decision for itself, so mama has to make the decision. Or mama and her significant other have to, have to make the decision. But who are we as random people to say that you can't abort that child or you you don't have the right to make a decision for that child that child should decide for itself well it can't decide for itself so what you're doing is forcing that child forcing that child to live even though forcing that child to live even though it can't even though it shouldn't or even though there's no even though there's no, there's a lot of, sorry about the people, there's a lot of voices going on here, going on around here, so you can hear some noise in the background. Um, this one guy who's on his phone is not really moving, and, sorry, I was, and, it's getting kind of weird, sorry about that, <laughs> that's the thing about recording in live, things can get weird, and you don't know what's going on anyway this is just a child just a child running around and doesn't look like anyone's paying attention to him anyway that's what happens when you record live you never know what you're gonna get on the recording you never know what's gonna happen as you're doing so but anyway like I was saying yes I know that there are there's two people in every relationship that have to make the choices for the pe for the being that can't make the choices. And doesn't that being that can't make the choice 
have the right to life and so that it gets to the point where it can make that choice. Well, then I would counter with at what point is a being aware enough to be able to make a conscious choice for itself. And, yeah, I know what a lot of people would say, and you can say what you want, and I welcome, like I just said, I welcome dissenting or different, differing opinions, because that's what makes the world move go on. But don't, it's not open for discussion in the sense that don't yell at me or don't, don't scream at me or say bad or harass me or say bad things just because of that because everyone has their own viewpoint and everyone's entitled to their own viewpoint no matter how differing it is so like i said in in the consultation that i was writing throughout the playing of those games i made a right there was a right to choice article that declared that that everything that occurs in a couple's life is the, the choice of that couple. We don't have, as an institution, the right of people who don't know the couple, the right of random people, to make a choice for them that we know nothing about. And I'm not saying that, yes, we should become educated as to that couple so that we can educationally or intelligently inform them on the way to behave or how to do things. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that every, every decision that, that we make is of no one's business but the couple facing that decision. And that's how the, that's how the right to choice or the, choice, the right to choice article went. It also further elaborated on there was, there was, there was, there was no right to bear arms. It said that the law, the, the law, there was the law article on, on the weaponry article or the arms article that stated the people, the members of the government, that the members of the people who do have a right to bear arms are the people who are trained for it, or the people who, who are in a position to be able to handle that. The military, police officers, National Guard, things like that. They have the right to they have the right to to hold weapons and and maintain weapons they have they have the right to all this and the people the common average citizens though like I said there was no right to bear arms so there you couldn't go out there was there were no gun shops there were no crossbow shops there were no there's no cutlery, no, well, cutlery in the sense that it's a kitchen utensil. There was no knife shops or anything like that. Um, you could go out and get a weapon and get a gun, stuff like that, if you were members of the military. If you served the military or if you were a police officer or National Guard or stuff like that. And weapons and guns like that were reserved for people who needed them in their, their daily job and needed them to function. And that's that's where that's where that law was, and that's where those that's where the rule extended to. There's, I'm sorry, everyone. There's a guy who's just watching, letting his child wander everywhere, and just just drop in on anyone and just stare. And it's really 
is not being a good parent. It's just, it's really disturbing. So I apologize for pausing every so often with when I'm talking here or when the episode is being recorded. But like I said, it's a beautiful recording live. And these, these, these episodes are all recorded live. They're not edited. Um, there's also, there's also, I, so as I covered that, there's also, there's uh, freedom of expression. I covered that. There's, there are several different, the, the resolution of power. Power was, power was set up the same way it's set up in current, in, in the current situation. There are three branches of government. There's a judiciary branch, the Supreme Court. There's a legislative branch. In in the way I set it up, it was the Assembly and the Senate. All right, well, we'll, uh, and in the U.S., it's the House of Representatives and the Senate. For me, it was the Assembly and the Senate. And the Senate followed the same rule: two representatives for every for every state in the union. The Assembly was it depended on. I think I believe I forget the exact way I drafted it, but I believe it was dependent on population not to exceed four. So it depended on the population of the state and the max the max assemblymen or assemblywomen that a state could have representing itself was four. So some of the smaller states could have two, but some of the some of the larger states could have four. And every state that speaks in either these, either the Senate, or I think this, every state that speaks in either or represents their their citizenry in either the state or the assembly was grant had to be given equal time as every other member of both houses were to voice their opinion on certain issues. And no state, regardless of the representation in the legislature, was to be shortened on their time to speak another time to voice their opinion the the executive branch there wasn't an executive branch in the sense to say it wasn't officially called an executive branch like i said before earlier in the beginning of this episode it was it was a representative it, it was a representative a representative monarchy or a representative republic ruled by a monarchy and so there wasn't, there wasn't in a sense to say, there wasn't a, an executive branch in the sense to say there wasn't a specific branch for it. The executive branch was the royal family. The executive branch was ruled specifically, directly worded in the constitution. The executive branch was the king and the queen. And, and, specific, and the constitution specifically said the executive branch of the government is reserved is is reserved as the king and the queen and that's there there's no other members of the executive branch that are to be admitted to to that branch the executive branch is specifically only allowed to be the king and the queen there's no other members that are allowed to join the executive branch for any reason at all now just like the u.s the king and the queen can have their cabinet, can have their group of advisors, people that they get they get advice from and information from. They're allowed to have that, and they're allowed to be advisory members. Uh, 
to the executive branch and to the person that they're advising, but they're not members of the executive branch, and they're not members of the royal fam of the ruling or royal family. Um, now, what the king was like the president; he had overseeing powers and he could rule over everything, except the Congress. The queen was the president of the Congress, so to speak. So the queen did basically in the U.S. what the vice president does. The queen can sit, can sat in, could sit in on any session of either house. A, se a session, yeah, she could sit on any session of either sit in on any session of either house and hear a decision, hear a debate, and and then if if a vote was being taken. She 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 controls the vote, meaning in the sense that she orchestrates it. If the vote goes a certain, she doesn't orchestrate it in the sense that she controls it. She she orchestrates it in the sense that she moderates it or, or overlooks it, and and supervises it. I guess that's the correct way to say it. And if a vote is evenly split, or if a vote goes leans one way or the other. If a, vote, if a vote leans more in favor towards the A's, then she can cast a vote, and her vote could tip it back toward, could even it up for the A's and nays, or it could tip it even more towards the the A's. If it was an even vote, like a split right down the middle, like a, a split house, then she's the deciding vote, and her deciding and her vote is the vote that matters. If it's if it's a, if it's a split house where it's even Stephen both ways, her vote is a deciding vote. So if if the yeas and the nays are exactly even, and her vote puts the yeas one over, then it's her vote that decides and her vote that wins. Um, if she makes a decision and she's kind of eh, one way or the other, she can't really make up her make up her mind definitively one way or the other, then. The question can then be asked: Which way do you feel more strongly towards? If she feels more strongly towards, if there's more arguments that she makes that support the A's, then the vote go, then her vote goes to the A's. If her if there's more opinions that she expresses where more of her opinions go more go more towards the nays, then her vote goes to the nays. Then she has she has ultimate power. Over the Congress when she sits there, when she sits in on a session of, like I said, when she sits in on a session of either house, she has ultimate control and ultimate power over either house, and she's like the judge. She can bang her gavel and keep them. People are getting out of people are getting out of really out of hand or out really. Then she can bang her gavel and calm everyone down and bring everyone to order. If Filibusters didn't exist. There were no filibusters allowed, so no one could stand up in front of a house and speak for hours on end about the most irrelevant subject, just to try and make a vote last longer and longer and longer, just so it didn't, you know what I'm saying, just so it didn't come to a fruition that the person speaking didn't want. There were no filibusters in that sense. They were not permitted. What could happen is that if a person was set wanted to speak out against an issue the way an issue was leaning, they could stand up and voice their opinion and speak out against that issue, and they could say to the House, 
if the queen was in, if the queen was there was visiting sitting in on the session she she could they could ask the queen for the floor i wish to speak and the queen would grant depending on depending on the issue they wish to address the queen would grant them the queen would the queen would grant them the floor and say you may speak and then they would and they they would understand they're not allowed to drone on and on they're to make to get up there make their point say what they need to say and get concise as they can if they drone on long or they drone on too not enough the queen is the queen is everywhere everywhere within her power to stop the to, to quiet the person to stop the speaking and say and say the person uh senator or miss uh, or assemblyman or assemblywoman you are relieved of your position she not meaning not meaning relieved of her representative being an assemblyman or a senator or assemblywoman or a senator that means you you are relieved of your of your position to speak and she can then say you've gone over your limit you've been up there for 5 minutes saying nothing more than anything i see just beyond the point you are relieved of your position and that basically means sit down stop what you're saying we've heard what you've said sit down and then it's at her discretion because at that point that person is rambled on for god knows how many long how long it's at her discretion whether to scrap what that person has said or not usually in all the times that that i was there and that i that i was there meaning that i was on nation states in all the time that that it happened only only once did the queen throw out the person's argument that you say you're you relieved there your of your position sit down and speak when you're called on and then only then did she did she stricken the person's remarks from the record and that was because like i said she didn't see the relevance of of them to the case and they didn't serve a point other than to continue a dis- discussion that she saw was already dead now in issues where the just like in the in the US constitution in the US congress where the president gives a state of the union in the way it was drafted the king gave, gave a state of the union a state of the nation as it was called and it was it was an address to both houses um where he would speak on the state of the nation and the queen again just like it's written in the constitution the queen is the head or the president of the congress meaning she was required to be in attendance at a state of the union address meaning that she is the head of that of that of that congress and no one according to the constitution no one is above her meaning even in those situations even the, not even the king is the most powerful even in the, in those situations the queen is the most powerful person there and she can, and she can actively and it only happened once she can actively remove the king from the chambers it's within her right to do that and but she has to be diplomatic about it and she has to be legal within the rights of the constitution she has to be all that stuff about it but like i said she can remove the king from the chambers and she can bang her gavel and say with all the, with all the respect your highness or don't with all the respect your majesty we appreciate the the address that you've been, we appreciate the address that you've given and everything you said about our nation 
Um, I agree with some of the things you have said. I agree with your points here, here, and here, even if she, if she wants to cite them. And I agree with these things. I think that maybe these things need to be changed. And But you, we need to stricken some of your comments from the record. And this needs to stop. And if you press farther from these issues, you'll be rem- I will ask you to be removed from the chamber. And she can do that. She is in her constitutional right to say to the sergeant-at-arms of the chambers in a State of the Union address, she was within her rights to say to the, the sergeant-at-arms of the State of the Union address, she is within her rights to look at him and say, sir, would you kindly, would you kindly remove his, his majesty from the chambers? And he has to do it. Like I said, it's her ultimate power that rules over, over situations like that. And I know some of you may be thinking, wow, that's a lot, Roll Punk. Well, wow, that may be a lot, but they're equal. I mean, everyone, there may be a situation, there may be a situation where there, in the, in the sense of the term, there may be the king and the queen, it may be two women, it may be two men. The Constitution stated that the the Constitution stated that the sex of the, 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 the sex of the ruling parties is not relevant. The Constitution stated that the sex of the ruling parties is only called the king and the queen for clarity of uh, statements in the document. There for, for the clarity of what powers are reserved to that position. And it made it clear that what that position was defined as if someone were to serve into that role. So, yeah, like I said, it's not, it wasn't, the Constitution had said that the sex of the people serving in these positions, the king and queen positions, is irrelevant. What matters is the person serving the position. And the Constitution repeatedly said that. What matters in, what matters is not the position itself. What matters is the people serving the position. So the use of the terms king, queen, prince, princess, whatever, the use of the terms are for clarity of position or for clarity of terms used in the documentation. So I know that's a lot to say and kind of, I just interestingly wanted to touch on the subject a little bit as much as I can or as much as I think I can. So, So yeah, I appreciate it all. Thank you all so much for listening.